Single Muslim Female is a show for women everywhere, brought to you by two single Muslim women. The themes are universal whether you're married or not. So join Mariam and Saira every week as they share all the experiences women have, from the hilarious to the horrifying, through conversation and coffee. As single women, we get advice, solicited and unsolicited, all the time on our singleness. Women's singleness has been a topic of conversation throughout history. Today, we want to share this topic with you through an article we came across in the American publication, McCall's Magazine. This article is from 1958. It was even a part of the cover story of the magazine, which has a picture of a cat smelling a flower head over to our Instagram page at Single Muslim Female to check the whole article out. But before we do that, and you do that, let's have a short history lesson on women in the 1950s and the pressure they faced to get married. So here's a little history lesson for all our single women who are listening. The 1950s generally carry a sentiment of a wholesome, simpler time. World War II is over and there's prosperity in America. Suburban life is taking shape. A car in every driveway and lots of home appliances making life easier for happy housewives all over the place. And at the same time, it was still considered a goal. Get married, have kids, the house, the yard, the car. Part of this was driven by anti-communist propaganda that the American way of life was superior. Russian women, in comparison, were shown wearing drab clothing, working in factories, while American women were shown wearing beautiful dresses, pearl necklaces, and tending to their homes, enjoying the fruits of democracy and freedom. So in the 1950s, there was a tremendous pressure to get a wedding ring on your finger. Marriage was at an all-time high during the 50s. It was totally normal to get married right out of high school or while you were still in college. According to a documentary that I watched on PBS, part of the American Experience series, a great series if you're a history fanatic, women went to college to get an MRS degree. Get it? MRS degree. The dominant thought was that it's far more important for a young woman to get a husband than to get a college degree. The media focused on a woman's role in the home, and if a woman wasn't engaged or married by her early 20s, she was labeled an old maid. So imagine, you are a young 17 or 18-year-old unmarried woman in 1958, and you're at the drugstore or supermarket, and you see this magazine with its article titled, 129 Ways to Get a Husband. I mean, if we saw that today, we would think it's a joke, right? Or would we? So let's share, because sharing is caring, and there is something to be said about some of this advice, very real advice that is being shared. And yes, this is real. In fact, there are photos of the panel of experts who came together to create this article for our young 1950s woman. 
We will share all of these photos on our Instagram page at Single Muslim Female on who exactly is part of this panel. So we've chosen a few examples to discuss with our listeners and we are looking at them through our lens and giving our feedback as single Muslim females. So let me start with tip number three. Attend night school. Take courses men like. Um, how about we change that to attend night school. Take courses that you like. And I actually have an example for this. I remember I took an introductory filmmaking course one summer because I thought it would be fun and it was fun. But there were a lot of people in there taking that course to meet men. Um, I didn't know that. And so when we had to pair up with people in the class to write a short script for a 10 minute wordless film, I didn't have a partner because I hadn't signed up for that class. Right. So going back to taking a course that you mm -hmm. like, I think that is a huge part of self-growth and self-care that is so important for single women. Well, actually all women, right? Yeah. Single or married. Yeah, that, that's a very super important priority versus yeah. the other part. The, yeah. The, the side course. <laughs> I'm wondering, right. was that written in the syllabus? That was part of that course. No, you may no, find it wasn't. your partner for life. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Okay, I have number two. And number two says, have your car break down at strategic places. When I read this, I laughed so hard. I'm still trying so hard to hold back my laughter because <laughs> we, we live in a desert here in the UAE. So I can't imagine doing something like that just to catch a man. And I'm thinking for all women out there um, that were in the UAE in the 1950s, I'm praying that they never did this because I would imagine they would have died before any guy would come around to the rescue. Seriously. Um, I don't even think there was AC in the 1950s. And I don't even think there were that many cars in the 1950s out here. But I mean, even today, like it's 2020, if mm -hmm. your car broke down in the middle of the desert or in even, a, even in a remotely inhabited area. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> right? No AC. You would be a hot, sweaty mess. The last thing you would be thinking of is, oh, how I'm going to catch this man with my hot the sweaty face, my sweaty armpits. You might be you know, going my through hallucinations sweat. at that point. Seriously. It, and I'm sorry, what are these strategic places that these experts have said you need to break your car down at a strategic place? What are these strategic places? I'm not sure. Like, really? Like what? Where would a strategic place be? I'm serious. Like a, a sports bar? Well, yeah. First, I feel that a woman would have to decide what kind of, I guess, profession the man would, would be in. So then, oh, wow. <laughs> so then, let's say a doctor. She can strategically break her car down in front of a hospital. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Or a mechanic. So, 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 like, this requires, you can see, like, 
these tips actually require some planning and preparation. Yes. Lots of weird planning. <laughs> lots of weird planning, lots of preparation. Like this has to be your sole focus. Uh, I don't your, think all your energy have time for this. No, I don't have time for this. I, but I let's pretend we're I would but we're pretending that we are unmarried young women in the 1950s and everyone's telling us, you know, top top the chop chop let's go time to get married so then that brings me to number 14 be nice to everyone they might have an eligible brother or son okay so i have actually been the victim of this one girls who i don't really know have come up to me because at one point i did have an eligible well-educated single brother so i have had you know girls trying to befriend me because they know about my brother so my wording on this one my take on this one be nice to everyone they might have an yes. eligible brother or son is how yeah. about just be nice to everyone period yeah. again this this requires planning and, right? and calculation, like <laughs> you're li like literally sitting there calculating, you know, yeah. who is quote unquote eligible. And then you are going that extra mile just to be fake because it's not being nice. It's being fake right. just to try to catch somebody. So again, there's so much inauthenticity to a situation like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't, and I, like you said, you put yourself in the shoes of a 1950s woman and, and you just can't imagine. Yeah. How would that even look like? Yeah. Like making friends with people or being nice to someone because of the men, the eligible men in their lives. Yeah. And that's just way too much work for me. Okay. So speaking about calculations, number mm -hmm. six says, read obituaries to find eligible widowers <laughs> what <laughs> i thought it, it couldn't get worse it it really just got worse just bottom of the barrel bottom of the barrel okay if this isn't desperation i really don't know what is and i and and i really what i'm trying to say is please please in 2020 don't call these widowers i hope you don't <laughs> ever call widowers Okay, it will be very offensive to them and to yourself. They're at this point of time, they're grieving their loved one. They're not trying for a desperate pick me up. You know, I would actually really like to know if anyone has done this. You know, there was an episode, I think there was an episode, if I'm not mistaken, there was an episode in Sex and the City where they were there was a guy that was picking up women at the cemetery and one of the girls in that group got picked up if I'm not mistaken. And oh this was just something that this person did. Like this guy just would go and pick up women at the cemetery. Like it's weird. It's That's weird, so but scary I that I, it could be a, even, a, it could the fact that it could even be a possibility, that's so scary. I would love to know. I would really love to know if anyone has ever done that or has. Well, in, in Islam, it's a little, it would be a little bit different, right? I don't yeah. think we would ever experience that. 
because our funeral. I would hope not. No, I, 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 I would. Unless it would be on the woman's side where the women guests that come are, uh, are scouting out for their, for their eligible young son. <laughs> so that, that and, could be a possibility and, there. <laughs> well, that's just it, right? Like that is not so far-fetched. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. thing is, is the scouting. Because the scouting is always happening. Right. Which, in, in, and I guess it, it, could, it, it wouldn't be so wrong if they did it tactfully, let's say about two or three or four months later when they thought it was the right time, they could approach it. But again, in these situations, usually tact is missing the way that it's approached. It's so cringy. And you're like, just thinking, no, no, that's, that's just not going to work. I'm sorry. Not the yeah. right time. Keep it moving. Okay, that brings me to number 52. Wear high heels most of the time. They're sexier. Um, to this one, I say, I'm not sacrificing my comfort and getting bunions for some man. <laughs> if, I, if I like to wear high heels, because I'm not knocking high heels, I'm not anti-high heels, there's a time and a place for high heels. And I, if I, I, like I can't to wear those to save my life. It's so hard to wear high heels. It is. It's awful. It's excruciating. I have given away all my high heels. Just for the record, all my high heels are gone. I no longer own any high heel shoes. Oh, no, wait. I own one pair that I got at Dune. Um, And they're extremely comfortable. And they're like gold. And, you know, they kind of are that that one pair of shoes that you can wear to weddings and stuff mm-hmm. so that's why i kept them because you know formal clothes tend to be kind of long and so they drag and you told me recently than, you mm. told me recently something about um what if you were to go to a wedding you wouldn't buy high heels what would you wear um i'd wear flats yeah you said you would go to the gucci store <laughs> Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, that's right. I said I would go to Gucci. Yeah. And there are some really amazing mm-hmm. flats at Gucci. And I would buy yeah. like one of those Gucci flats or the Gucci mules if it was winter. It'd be like those Gucci mules with like the fur on the inside. And if anyone dared even like raise an eyebrow or comment, I'd be like, What? These are Gucci. What do you got? <laughs> right? That's so great. yeah high heels i mean wearing them for a man no thanks canceled do you want to talk no about thanks. cancel culture can we cancel <laughs> the high heels for men and what about men you Please. know have you ever seen men in their flip-flops like their feet nasty so nasty no thank you how about we put some pressure on them and say you cannot wear those flip-flops until you go and do something about those feet I agree. <laughs> right? Okay. So the next couple of points are super offensive to me. <laughs> <laughs> super offensive. I'm sorry, they're offensive and I'm laughing. They're super they're so offensive that you can <clears throat> only laugh. So this this is truly I believe a huge misconception with finding the perfect one, okay? Number 17. Be friendly to ugly men. Handsome is as handsome does. 
<clears throat> Number 24, don't be afraid to associate with more attractive girls. They might have some leftovers. Mm. I, I can't even read those points without being like my face is like already hot. Like I'm, I'm already burning up. Like how, right. how do people even come up with these things? This well, misconception that it's all about the looks, mm -hmm. this is farther, it could not be farther from the truth. Today, anyone with a couple of hundred dollars can look like anyone or anything. Literally, you can, you can look like anything you want to. Okay, but here's the thing. You can look any kind of way, whether you think looking like something is the standard, right? But if your heart ain't right, it ain't right. And I'm talking yeah. goodness, kindness, fairness, and most important, self-value and self-worth. If you can't value yourself no matter how you look, how can you substantially value someone else, much less for a day, a week? Forget about a lifetime. Right. But you know, you know, number 17 and number 24, like, talking about people's looks and that i mean that has not gone away and i mean we're we can do a whole show or mm. maybe a two or three part show about yeah. looks you know like i went to the mall today mm. and i mean it's frightening to me how so many women have a very particular look like the same they look standard the same. that every yeah that everyone kind of got a circular on this standard clearly uh -huh. the circular I hasn't reached you know my my inbox yet because i don't know yeah. but you know i was sitting at at one at a very famous coffee shop that starts with s <laughs> we don't get sponsored by them but we love them and um yeah I just was looking and people watching and yeah, there's a look, there is a look out there. Yeah. Next time any of you are out and about and you see women, have a look at the look, you know, there's, there is a look, but yeah. They, so they I mean, that happened for me. I, I, I'm thinking when you're saying that I automatically think the snatched, you know, like the woman has to look like her eyebrows are snatched, her face, the way that she pulls her makeup, her contouring, everything yeah. is like in a certain direction. <laughs> you know, you can't imagine like with makeup and with surgery and with all the efforts that something like that would take. Why, why, I, I guess I can't imagine. Why would you do all of that? What's the point? You know, like, like who look are you amazing and beautiful it? the way that you are. Like, why would you do all of that? Just, and who are you doing it. it for? Like, who are you doing it for? I would love to talk to people mm. who get, like, fillers and Botox and, and find out, like, why are you doing it? And who are you doing it for? Yeah. And what kind of satisfaction does this bring to you? Yeah. Right? So okay. True. I'm going to, I'm going to take it down a notch. Number hundred, number 108. Don't tell dirty stories. So clearly that's what I've been doing wrong all these years. Thank you. 1958 magazine article. I will immediately cease telling dirty stories. 
that's it. No dirty stories. <laughs> no more dirty stories. So, so what kind yeah. of dirty stories are you referring like just to? Just dirty stories. Any kind of dirty stories you can think of. Like, like butt what? Cracks, jokes about butt cracks. You know, things like that. Oh my. Yeah. Like, go to meet someone and you're having coffee and everything's fine and then you, you bring out the joke about the butt crack and it just kind of fizzles out after that and I, I always wondered what I was doing wrong and now I know yeah now I know I guess I'm just wondering what would segue to the butt crack joke oh I just pulled it out of thin air it, it, okay. you know I just feel like you know what now is a good time for a joke here we go <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, a, like a dirty where story. you were in a coffee shop and you actually both caught a glimpse of a butt crack and then you guys had to start. No, no, it's nothing like that. No, I, I, just, I bring the dirty stories okay. and I place them on the table in the okay. middle of the table. Amazing. And I'm like, there you go, dirty story. And then, you know. Okay, the yeah. last couple of points I refer to. Um, they, 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 they are all talking about landing yourself a job just to catch a man. Now, this is really offensive to me because I am super passionate in regards to my profession as an educator. And mm -hmm. I can't begin to imagine getting a job just to land a guy. Just the, the, the phrase, getting a job just to land a guy is so foreign to me that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just not able to get it. You know, maybe other women get it. Maybe the why they can explain that to me later. But right now, like the points that are in the article, there's um, one says, get a job in a medical, dental, or law school. Another one, don't take a job run largely by women. <clears throat> Another one, Get a job demonstrating fishing tackle in a sporting goods store. And the last one, get a part-time job in a convention bureau. Now this one, the convention one, I was like, what? What are they talking about? Why, why would they say that? What would happen in a convention? And then I stopped and I said, oh wait, hold on just a second. Isna and ICNA conventions <laughs> came to mind. <laughs> it's like a light bulb. They came to mind. <laughs> growing up, right. I always thought of these conventions through the experiences I have going to mm. the conventions, participating in the conventions that happen every year in Chicago. I oh. always thought of these conventions as, oh, it's a girl and guy meetup. That was that was what? the thing to do at Isna. <laughs> I, wait, I, wait, wait, I never wait, wait, participated, wait. but I've honestly heard and I've seen so many situations that indicated that all of this was a big old lovely meat market for Muslim men and women. Oh, okay, okay. Back up the truck. Back up the truck. You legit thought that these conventions are like hookup the teenager. Yeah, I, okay. I have. <laughs> oh, okay, well, well, first of all, okay, ISNA and ICNA for people who are listening and who don't know what those are. ISNA it stands for the Islamic Society of North America, 
and ICNA is the Islamic Council of North America. And so, you know, these are conventions that are, you know, they have speakers and they talk about religion and following, you know, the Sunnah, you know, keeping your Islamic traditions, yeah. that kind of thing. I've yeah. never gone to any of these. So they kept I them for no sure in that bizarre them. area. Like selling things in bazaar. When you say bazaar, not like bizarre, like crazy weird, but like no, no, okay. So there's always there's always um, parts to the convention uh-huh. um, because uh, mashallah, when Chicago would rent out the the conventions for Isna and Inc. and not Chicago, but it would be in Chicago when they when these organizations mm-hmm. rent the the, um, the conventions out, they would do it at the Rosemont Convention Center which is okay. one of the largest convention centers in um, the Midwest, in the U.S. So, <laughs> you know, you, you had parts of the convention. So one of the parts was um, the lecture area where you were saying very notable, um, well-informed scholars would come and give certain lectures. Um, and then another part was the bazaar area. So this was more of an opportunity for all, like, Muslim-owned businesses to come and sell their goods at this convention. And so this was the area where it was mostly crowded with teenagers and young adults, and they would all be flittering about (laughs) with their high heels and their makeup, (laughs) and they're literally laughing. (laughs) See? That's where the high heels... That's where the high heels come out. The high heels come in here. And, yeah. and, and I wonder also, if they were telling dirty stories. <laughs> I wonder. I don't know. <laughs> Keep in mind that this specific event was open to the world. So you had Muslims coming from all over the world. So within wow. the convention center, it was annexed to a hotel area. So you also had the hotel area bursting. <laughs> the guy and girl meetup scenarios and again I I would go I would go just to see and and I was so interested like wow there's so many things happening here like you you know but now growing up with a huge sigh of relief I now understand that was not the purpose for Isna and Ikna and there are definitely much bigger and better things that happen in those conventions. But growing okay, up, so that's, your, that's the assumption I was under. Did your mom, like, ever say to you, you know, Mariam? Parents had no idea. Your parents <laughs> didn't have, so your mom was not, like, saying, Mariam, go put on some lipstick, get on those high heels. <laughs> no. You worked that circuit at the convention. My mom has year. no game, so she'd, she'd never tell me that. <laughs> She would never tell me that. <laughs> so, so, you know, there's a lot of good research to be done at the next ISNA, ICNA, post-COVID. Um, yes. We're coming for you, high heels and all, and uh, we're going to see what this <laughs> meetup there. is like. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's it. And it. We, we want to do, we want to look at these scenarios because a lot of times when you look at a, these points that they're talking about, get yourself a job to land a man, just the ridiculousness of a statement like that, it has to have some kind of 
some like where where there's smoke there's fire has to it has to come from somewhere so well, we, we need to figure out why do women feel that you know it's it's that like just to get a man i have to get myself a job how about get yourself a job and get yourself a man well this one thing you said about get a job in a medical dental or law school i mean that means like you couldn't get into medical dental or law school like why not say get into medical dental mm-hmm. or law school and find someone who's your equal yeah why didn't it say that i mean we're laughing right but i when i was at college and university there were girls who would go and study at the medical library on purpose because they were hoping that they would be able to catch a doctor no joke story yeah it happens yeah it it really happens but we wonder we we wonder why because again this is for you know all of these scenarios who knows why the women would make these decisions if they would really and and i think that's what we're doing here we're kind of looking at the 1950 we're kind of looking at the 2020 um and when we look at the 2020 those are from the experiences that we've had now women have Mm -hmm. many different so I, I would love to keep asking and keep researching to see I mean, why do we um, why do we end up in situations where we might feel like something like that is is okay to do? Yeah, absolutely. So stay tuned. There may be more to follow on this topic. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you We just shared an article from 1958 of 129 ways to get a husband. Excuse me, I'm a little under the weather today. You might have heard some coughing with the laughing. These tips were really funny to us, and that's why we just had to pick out some of the examples and bring it to the SMF. It is quite sad because you might find some of these outlandish tips are still relevant today. And next time we will be discussing Why are we laughing at this list from 1958 when we are still spinning around in this hamster wheel of, quote unquote, how to catch a man and get married? We did some research to see how far we have come in giving advice to unmarried women. And of course, technology plays a role today in our pursuit of marriage and relationships. Minder, mismatch. Uh, Next time, we will speak further on what society tells us today in regards to how to catch a husband. Until next time, happy singleness or happy husband catching. If you enjoyed this episode of Single Muslim Female, be sure to subscribe so that you are notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and share this podcast with your friends. You can listen to us on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you are leaving with humor and the knowledge that you are amazing. Until next time.